Our family and friends, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to join you today for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're praying that the grace and presence of the Lord would minister to you wherever you are. We're asking that God's goodness and mercy would just abound with us and that we would be transformed in a mighty, mighty way. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, to do that work of the evangelist, to share the broadcast, uh, like the broadcast, let somebody know we're on, and we believe that the word of the Lord is going to minister to you in a mighty, mighty way. And we're praying over the word today. So thank you for joining. Let us know where you're joining from. We're believing that as the word of God goes forth, that bodies would be healed, that minds would be delivered, and that the grace of the Lord would be revealed over our broadcast today. So thank you for joining us, Sister Dana Elizabeth. Welcome to the broadcast. God bless you. We're praying the grace and wisdom of the Lord over you and your family. Uh, let us know uh, where all of you are joining from. And we're going to ask that God's word would go forth in a great, great way. Orange County, California. Wonderful. Sister Margaret, blessings to you. So good to see you as well. Thank you for joining the broadcast. As you're coming in, I'm going to ask you again, if you would just do that work of the evangelist, share the broadcast, uh, like the broadcast, let somebody know we're on. And we're going to pray that the word of the Lord would go forth in a great, great way. Uh, Brother Ryan, good to see you all the way from our neighborhood, uh, Moreno Valley. God bless you. Thank you for joining us, Brother Ryan. We're asking that God's grace would abound and that as we're sharing, we're praying that God's word would go forth and that we would see his impact in our generation. Uh, we are in the last days and the word last days deals with the extreme days, the days of extreme grace, the days of extreme power, the days of extreme warfare, but also the days of, of extreme glory. We're going to see that in the land of the living soul. I'm glad you're joining us. We're praying over you, praying over your household, praying over all that concerns you. Bless you, Sister Gloria. Thank you for joining us. In a moment, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to ask that the Lord would just add blessing to the broadcast and that as we go forward in the word that we would hear from him and be transformed in a mighty, mighty way. Bless you, uh, Jason Aguilar. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm thankful that you're with us. And we're going to get go ahead and start with a word of prayer and then get right into the word for today and ask that God would add wisdom and revelation to what we're about to share in his name. Uh, let's start there with a word of prayer. Bless you, Sister Anna Rosa. Welcome to the broadcast. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we invite you uh, and your presence to just rest upon this broadcast that as we hear from you today, uh, we pray that wisdom and knowledge and understanding would increase. Give us revelation and uh, a truth concerning the depth of who you are in us. Minister to your people, goodness and mercy, and let your grace abound. Open up the eyes of our understanding and give us empowerment to see the end of the issue. Thank you that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So thank you that each hearer of the word is being touched is being changed and that you're getting glory in all that we do. We ask this now in Jesus name. And if you agree, say amen and amen. We're going to go ahead and start in the book of Romans chapter eight. And again, our key verse for uh, this broadcast continually is out of Romans chapter eight, 21. The Bible says, because the creature itself or creation itself, creation is a living entity. It's a being. Uh, the Bible says that that the trees can clap and the mountains can sing, uh, that creation makes a sound. Now, we know uh, science is catching up to the Bible, and, and quantum physics tells us that there are sound waves or sound particles in everything created. 
that in the in all matter, in rocks, in 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 sand, in in material, everything created has sound waves in it. Now it's catching up to the Bible. The Bible had this revelation way before uh, man had it. That everything was created by the word. When God said, let there be, it was. And so the word created everything we see. So the mountain has a sound in it. It's God's word. Uh, The bread has sound in it. The sun has sound in it. This is why the wave could obey the word of Jesus. Because in the beginning, God said, Jesus is that word that created the waves. This is why the bread and the two fishes and the five loaves could obey the word of Jesus and multiply because there's sound in the bread. This is why the the arm, the limb, the body part, this is why Jesus could speak to things that didn't seem to have ears and it would obey. He could speak to the fig tree and the fig tree would obey. And I want to encourage you, everything created has in it a word. And that word is inside of us. Look at John chapter 1 and verse number 1. Good to see you, uh, Karina Aguilar. Welcome to the broadcast. Blessings to you as well. Uh, Let's look at John chapter 1, verse number 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when God created everything that exists, he made it through a word. Bless you, sister Nadine, all the way from South Africa. Our family there, Pray, I pray the blessing of the Lord over you and your husband and, and your family. Uh, verse number two, the scripture says, John chapter one, verse two, the same was in the beginning with God. So the word we have was in the beginning and that word is God. So where is the word? According to Revelation chapter 10, And verse number eight, what does the Bible say? The word of God is near us, even in our mouth. The word of God is in our mouth. The the, the life of God is within us. Uh, Revelation chapter 10, uh, actually going to go to Romans chapter 10, verse eight. Here's what Romans chapter 10, verse eight. What does it say? The scripture tells us that the word of God is near us. Where is it? In our mouth and in our heart, the word that is preached. So where is the word? It's in us that word to heal, that word to deliver. So everything created has itself in it a word. And that word that is in us, which is Christ, is greater than everything against us. Let's keep reading Romans 8, 21, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I'm going to say this again. The scripture says that the creature itself, everything created, is going to be delivered. So good to see you, Pastor Edie. Well, welcome to the broadcast, Sister Anna. Welcome to the broadcast. The Bible says that everything that exists was made by the word. The plant was made by the word. The sun was made by the word. And the Bible says creation has a, a, a word within it that will bow to what we carry. That's why he says, anything you ask, you will receive. That's why the Bible says there's nothing impossible to them that would believe. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and, 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 and do not doubt, but, but only believe, you can say the mountains be removed and it will obey you. The, the, the mountains want to obey you. The earth wants to obey you. But God wants us to move into synchronization with his word in us. Look at Romans 8.21. It says the creature itself or creation itself shall be delivered. Now I am for uh, deliverance. I believe one of the, the manifestations of Jesus is to cast out demons. And that is correct. We must be men and women who are appointed and, and set apart to set the captive free 
to open the eyes of the blind, to set liberty those who've been afflicted with demonic entities. And there are some things that must be cast out. They cannot be counseled out. There are some things that cannot be medicated. They've got to be, they've got to be evacuated. They've got to be driven out by the word of God. I believe in that. But here is what the scripture says, that creation will be delivered. So not only will people be delivered, which is correct, but cities will be delivered. Regions will be delivered. Spheres of influence will be delivered. Uh, regions and territories and, and, and generations shall be delivered. The scripture says, because the creature itself shall be, the creation itself shall be delivered. Now the word delivered again, I'm going to open this back up, Romans chapter 8 verse 21, because the word, the word creature again is creation, and the word delivered is made free, made well. Again, that is the Hebrew, that is the Greek word, uh, the Greek word eleutheria, which means to make free, to, to be free from the dominion of the fall of Adam. So in order for there to be freedom, man and woman has to come into divine authority. God bless you, Sister April. Uh, April, welcome to the broadcast. Sister Melissa, welcome. I want you to understand th this thing that we're dealing with is about authority. Authority, which is which is exousia, will unlock dunamis. I'm going to say this again. Authority, which which is the Greek which is the Greek word dunamis, it's all it's uh, it's also translated power. But this word power deals with authority. Here's what uh, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, all power, I'm going to Matthew 28 now, all power, somebody say all power, all power has been given unto me. And the word power there that Jesus says uh, uh, is, is, is dealing with a certain kind of power, a certain time of, of ability. Mark, uh, we'll go to Matthew 28. Here's what Jesus said after the resurrection. This is Jesus after he's changed Forms. Remember, Jesus changed forms, but he never changes essence. He's always good. He's always God, but he will come in ways you've never met him before. God bless you, sis. Uh, Lucy, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we pray the blessing of the Lord over you and your family. Uh, here's what Rome, uh, Matthew 28, 18 says. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all power. Now, the word power, there is the Greek word exousia. All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then now he commissions his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his fivefold leaders to go and, and teach, instruct, and to submerge them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you, for I am with you even to the end of the word. So this is what is known as the Great Commission. Go back to verse number 18. But in order for there to be dunamis, there's got to have to be authority. There's going to have to be a, 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 a system of the kingdom. In order for there to be what's called dunamis, the kingdom authority, you go to, to Matthew chapter 6. Let's go there. We talked about this last week. Matthew chapter 6 and verse We'll go to the last verse of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6 and verse, uh, we'll go back to uh, Matthew 6 and verse, verse 10, we'll start there, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in order for there to be authority and the will of God released, the kingdom has to come. Read verse 13. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. The kingdom is the order of God. It is the design that is eternally of heaven. This is why Roman Rome prospered the way it did. Though it did not have the character, the purity, it had the structure of the kingdom of heaven. And so the Roman centurion could see a miracle in his servant that all of Israel, he said, he said this of the, of the Roman centurion, I've not fa- found faith like this in all of Israel. So there's something the centurion understood about authority. I'm going to go back there in a minute, but here is what it said. There's something understood about how the kingdom worked. He said, I don't need your body to come. I just need your word. And this is what we must understand as kingdom men and women. You are not Old Testament believers. You are New Testament, New Covenant believers, and you've got better promises and a better covenant. You've got a better covenant on better promises, and you have the blessing without the curse. But in order for this thing to activate, it's all done through the, through the power and the authority of understanding the authority of the word. Let's read this. It says, verse 13, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, number one, authority. Kingdom is structure. Kingdom is order. It's the order of heaven. Heaven's order is different than man's order. Heaven's order is different than religion's order. The order of God will unlock the glory of the Lord. He said, thine is the kingdom, number one, kingdom. It is order. It is authority. It is structure. And the structure looses the dunamis. Now, dunamis is the word dynamite, explosive power dynamite explosive power and number three after you see dunamis which is ability in a man or woman that ability unlocks what is called the doxa or the glory of the lord we are looking not for dunamis at the end we've seen dynamic power in the past we've seen or we've heard of the miracles of Smith Wigglesworth. We've seen the, the breakthroughs of the of the ten revivals of A.A. A. Allen, Jack Cole, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, uh, Amy Simple McPherson. We've heard of the testimony of Peter's, uh, Peter's shadow healing people and Paul's handkerchief delivering many. Those are called acts of dunamis. They are dynamic, explosive power that are a byproduct of understanding of understanding the glory and the authority see in order for there to be authority there's going to have to or or power there's going to have to be authority they understand something about the kingdom that makes ability available and so let me encourage you listening God wants you to operate in dynamic explosive power but dynamic explosive power isn't the end of that matter he wants us to move from the kingdom authority to dynamic ability, but to a kingdom glory environment, to a kingdom glory realm. The glory is beyond an ability. It's beyond just one person being healed of cancer. It's beyond just one person being delivered of of, of arthritic condition. It is an environment that all were made well, all were delivered, that heads, that minds were delivered, that hearts were touched, that bodies were transformed. God wants us to operate in dynamic power. Here is what the, the centurion said. He said, I'm a man under authority. I want to encourage you that the key to your ability is the authority, a, a knowledge of how the system works. See, in order to operate in authority, we've got to be uh, under authority. The, the Bible says, here's what the scripture says, that, that, that the centurion unlocked faith that the Bible says made Jesus marvel. 
it made Jesus moral. He said, I'm a man under authority. Somebody say authority. Authority is not a bad word. Authority is not an evil word. Authority is a word of safety. Here is what Matthew 8 verse 9. Let me read this to you. I'm actually going to go back to verse uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 6 and then we're going to read through 9 he said and saying Lord my servant lies at home sick with palsy grievously tormented so this is a centurion man the Bible says beseeching him so again uh, Jesus is sent to the lost sheep of Israel and he's about to move in a demonstration of what's coming in the future. Bless you, uh, Pastor Jaime. So good to see you. Pastor Lorraine, so good to see you. Sister Rosalind, welcome, welcome. Verse number, uh, verse number, verse number six. And saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. Look at seven. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. So Jesus is on his way to heal him. Verse number eight says, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my home or my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Go to jump down to verse 10, skip verse nine. Now this is the response of Jesus when, when the centurion man said this to Jesus. This is how Jesus responded. Verse 10, and Jesus marveled. Do you know what marveled means? He wondered. He, he was amazed. How do you surprise God? How do you make Jesus marvel, make him wonder? And he was surprised. And he surprised Jesus and said to him that follow, Verily I say to you, I've not found so great a faith in all of Israel. This is the greatest operation of faith in Israel. And guess what? He's not covenant yet. He doesn't know religion. He doesn't know the ways things works. He is a man. Look at now. What was the key to Jesus's miracle uh, in this man? Or what was the key? How many want to make Jesus proud? How many want to, how many want to demonstrate something? Look at verse number nine. Here is the key to the centurion's ability that was in him. That wasn't in all of Israel in that day. This is the greatest act of faith in all of these. For I'm a man under authority. Somebody say authority. That word again is exousia. I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And my servant, do. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. So the reason the centurion could operate in a kind of faith that was not even uh, visible in, in the Israelite time is he understood authority. Why is that relative? Because the earth understands authority. Demons understand authority. Angels understand authority. Sun and moon and stars understand authority. Finances understand authority. Poverty understands authority. See, when we come under authority, it is not to keep us or to destroy. See, there's a spirit in this day that doesn't want authority. I don't want to be ruled, don't want to be told what to do, don't want to be corrected. There's a lawless spirit and we were watching it. And there's, see, I'm going to briefly touch on this. There's, there's a cry and people are offended. People are wounded and people were frustrated that they are watching Christian worshipers on secular stages in satanic. This is something happening right now. We had something, uh, those that are watching from, uh, from South Africa, those that are watching from London or Netherlands, wherever you're watching, this week, Sunday, we're two days away or two, three days past 
we had something in America called the Grammys. And some so-called worship artists were not just at a satanic ritual. What they did in the Grammys is they began to turn a, a, a Grammy celebration of music, worldly music, which is fine, that's what they do, but they began to turn it into a satanic ritual. It wasn't just a song by a, a transgender man or whatever he wants to call himself and woman. It was a demonic satanic ritual in which worship leaders were there in agreement. You say, while well, they weren't in agreement, they were there to be like, no ma'am, no sir. Let, let me make this clear. Friendship with the world is becoming an enemy with God. Yes, you've got to go preach to people. I believe that. Yes, you've got to minister to people, but you're not there to get their affirmation and for them to applaud you. You were there to preach the gospel. And when, see, a few years ago, somebody now, Amy Grant has had her past. Those of you that know Christian music know that name, name uh, Amy Grant. And a few years ago at the Grammys, they started to do that demonic stuff and she stood up and walked out. And that's a stand that we have to make for the kingdom of God. Well, what if I don't get my Grammy? What if I don't get the applause of men? Let me encourage you that this stuff that's manifesting, if you're discerning, you can, you can see what's happening in the supposed artists and supposed worshipers years before, months before. You can catch it if you're discerning. And this is why most of that stuff we don't allow uh, played in my home. It's not allowed in our church. Most of that demonic, rebellious music that is guised as worship sounds very good, but the spirit of it is compromised. Mixture doesn't start when you get to the Grammys. Mixture started with compromise, with sexual sin, with drunkenness and reviling. And so, yes, there should be an outcry. What are we listening to me? Yes, we've got to be salt and light in the world. And we go, Jesus went in to deliver the sick. He went in to preach repentance to the sinner, not to go in and have a beer with them and seek their approval, not to go in and, and, and compromise the truth of the word so we can be celebrated on a stage. And, and see, this stuff needs to be exposed and people are quiet about this. People are afraid because uh, the, the masses are being drawn to this something called mixture. If you take water and you add the mixture of anything else, whether it's dirt or pollution, now the clean becomes unclean. It's is anyone perfect? No. But as leaders, as worship leaders, as pastors, there's another standard that we are called to as children of God. What does that have to do? In order for you to operate in authority, in order for you to operate in dunamis, in order for you to, to be salt and light, you've got to make a stand. You see, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for some worshipers. Uh, one of them is Sean Fetch or Sean, Sean Ford, and he's talking about uh, the, the, the need for, for Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego to not bow their knee to the, to, the, to the pagan statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And that's what a lot of people are doing because they want acceptance. They want friendship with the world. And they want, they want, and they become enmity with God. They become enemies of the cross. And it doesn't mean we don't love people. You love people, but you hate the spirit and you hate the system. See, Jesus loved the people, but he hated the spirit. He was out to, 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 to contend with the spirit of death. And that's what satanic worship does. That's what demonic blood sacrifice does. It's about theft, it's about killing, and it's about destruction. The enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Verse number 9, Matthew 8 verse 9. Here's what the centurion said. I'm a man under authority. I've got soldiers under my command. He understood authority. 
And when you understood authority, then God can unlock the dunamis of God, the ability of God, the power of God. Go back to Romans 8, 21. Here's what the scripture says. The creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. And you know what corruption is? It's perverted power and perverted influence. And that's why we must pray hard. We must pray hard for leaders. It's not easy to lead. The higher you go, the more responsibility you have. The more you oversee, the greater the weight that falls upon your shoulder. But let me encourage you that, 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 that rooting yourself and grounding yourself under authority is the safe place that when you elevate, I'm talking to worship leaders now. I'm talking to, and this is very important, that your worship remain consecrated. That we do not take the bribe or the money offered by the world. That this spirit, uh, this spirit of compromise and, and lukewarmness and spirit of watering down the gospel for the sake of trying to uh, blend in. We've got to stand as salt and light. We've got to love people. We've got to minister to people. But the Bible says you must love the light and hate the darkness. You love one and hate the other. Or you'll cling to one and cling to the You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is not just money. Mammon is the, is the desire for success, the desire for applause, the desire. The Bible says, Romans, uh, Romans 8, 21, the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this again. Now, corruption again is the word uh, fithora. It means destruction. It means perishing. It means, uh, in the Christian sense, misery. Uh, without without uh, ethics, moral decay, perversion, but it's all these things in a place of power, authority, or, or influence. And so it's, it's, it's very important that we as men and women of God stand and have a spirit like Daniel who will, who will refuse to stop praying in public who have a spirit like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, who will not bow to the golden statue, who like Esther will be willing to lay their life down and go into the court of the Pharaoh, uh, go into the court of, of the king to see the hand of God deliver a nation. We've got to stand up and be, uh, uh, be accounted because the creature itself or creation will be set free from bondage that is in bipart through corrupted leadership corrupted governors and corrupted presidents and corrupted mayors and corrupted financial institution you know understand hollywood right now is is a is a guide to the world and what happens in hollywood happens around the world i'm going to say that again it is a light to the world but right now that light is contaminated with wickedness and darkness and there are principalities and powers and rulers of this age influencing the world through sound and through words and through music and through videos and through social and social media and through 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 uh, television and through movies and through songs and this power is shifting a, a culture. It is taking us from the landmark. It is taking us from the foundation, and, and if we talk about holiness, we're old-fashioned. If we talk about purity, something's wrong with us. If we talk about the blood, we're irrelevant. If we talk about staying staying rooted and grounded in Christ and not compromising, it's somehow we're old-fashioned. But let me encourage you, the Bible says that we are not, that we are not to remove the landmarks. And this is what's done. 
the landmarks, when you take a landmark out, you are taking a pillar. Now, I am all for progressive revelation in Christ. Here's what it says. Proverbs 22, 28 says that we're not to remove the landmark, the pillar. What is a landmark? It is, it is an altar. It is something the Father set before us that was a pillar that shouldn't be moved. It's a safety guard. It's a rail. Now, I am for, again, I am for progression. I, I do believe that certain things in religion have taken from us. They've stolen from us. They've lied to us. I do believe that we've all gone through uh, certain things that people said were in the Bible that were not actually in the Bible certain religious traditions that were of men and not of God and we've got to come out of that I'm all for that but let me make it clear to you there are certain landmarks that you're never supposed to get rid of what one one of them is the spirit of God moving in man one of them is purity one of them is holiness one of them is is not mixing with the world you can you can you can see let me make it clear we're not doing business with the world for the sake of for the sake of uh, of of uh, getting what they have, if we ever do business with the world, we're doing business with the world so that they can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I don't hang out with sinners. I don't. And if I go around sinners, I've got one goal in going around a sinner who's not saved, and that's to get them saved and full of the Holy Ghost. I don't go looking for friendship from sinners. I don't. I don't go looking for affirmation. I'm not trying to get them to affirm me. I'm not trying to get them to put me on their platform. But if I'm around them, one thing light does is it drives out the darkness. One thing salt does, it produces savor. But there is a misconception in the world right now, even in the Christian community, that we need the platforms of the world. No, sir, no, ma'am. We can create altars. See, here's the problem. We've changed platforms for altars we've made platforms we've traded we, we, we've traded at, at, or, or we've turned uh, altars into platforms when we should be building an altar we're now trying to build a large platform a large following and it's not wrong to have a large following it will happen if you're faithful over little you become a ruler over much it, it doesn't mean you're anointed because you have a lot of people following you doesn't mean you're not anointed if you don't have millions of people following you. What it does mean is there's a process, but let me make it clear to you. There are certain people who have millions of followers, not one million, uh, five, six, eight million, 10 million, 20 million of followers who have no covenant with Jehovah. So influence doesn't mean that. What it does mean is we as the people of God must make up in our mind that our only purpose for going into the world is to save the world, not to compromise with the world, not to get something from them. There's a big difference where you watch the world get on the worshiper, where you watch the world get on the singer now, and now the oil lifts now the preaching lifts. Now the purity lifts. Now the, now the landmark. So the Bible says, go back to, to, to Proverbs 22. Do not remove the ancient landmarks. I'm going to say, don't remove purity, holiness. Do not remove speaking in tongues. Do not remove the laying on of hands. Do not remove altar calls. Again, I'm in Proverbs 22, 28. Do not remove the ancient boundaries of baptism, speaking in tongues, doctrines of, of resurrection. These are foundational truths. You can't get away from them. Do not remove. You need to stay married to your wife. You need to stay married to your husband. This is a spirit. Are you listening to me? A perversion. 
and, and, it's, and, and it's being applauded in the world. Are you hearing me? But God wants us to stand. Don't remove. And here is what the Bible says. Do not enter. Look at verse 20, 28 says. Uh, remove not the ancient boundaries which, which, which the Lord has set. So there are boundaries. There, there are limitations. And we say, well, uh, that limitation, I don't agree with limitation. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to do. You can do whatever you want to do. But the end of lawlessness is destruction. I'm going to say that again. The end, the end of lawlessness is destruction. Go back to actually Proverbs 23, 10. It also tells us, which thy fathers have set. 20, 22, 28 says that there were limitations that the fathers set. And now that we're grown, we want to throw everything the father set out, out, out the window. So we're getting rid of the baby with the bathwater. And now everything's fine. Everything's good. And now this satanic stuff, this mixture, this pollution, this perversion is not just in the world. Now it's creeping into the church. It's creeping into the, into the altars of what we call to be holy places. And we've got to be discerning. Now, I don't believe a believer should be thrown away, but I do believe we cannot drink from everyone's cup. Are you hearing me? We can't drink from every, and when you, you can't drink from everyone's vessel. And you've got to have discernment on what you're listening to. I know they sound good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm praying for Maverick City. I'm praying, I'm praying for Bethel. Bethel, yes, I'm praying for those churches who are now publicly taking alcohol to the mainstream and saying it's okay to drink publicly. You can see videos of wine and all this stuff. And uh, I know the rules are different in Europe. I understand that. I know Italy's different, but in America, in the United States of America, we were brought up not to mix alcohol, not to, even now drugs are being in, imputed and, and marijuana and all this stuff. Little I'm praying for these ministers and ministries that are at these Grammys colluding and, and conspiring with the enemy. And I love these people and I want them to repent. But again, that's not my job to make them repent. Here's my job, to walk before the Lord and not drink of vessels that have been polluted. Because when I do, I partake of their spirit. So I don't listen to everyone's worship. I don't listen to everyone's preaching. Why? Because I've got to be careful what I put in my spiritual temple. We don't have all that music in our altar calls. We don't have, we have pre-service prayer. We don't, we, and we didn't just stop playing Maverick City uh, uh, three days ago. We've had, a, we've had a decree. I've let the leaders know it's been more than a year, more than a year that we said, you know, something's wrong, something's off. Pray for them, but do not put them on in the church. I've called pastors who were going to these concerts and said, look, be careful. This is not safe. There are things that are happening in the spirit. You can discern it. It didn't just come out three days ago. It's been there. You've got to be discerning. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, sir. And it doesn't mean you don't pray for them. But you can't drink everyone's vessel. You can't eat of everyone's plate. You can't. You've got to discern. You love everybody. You pray for everybody. But you be careful what you invite into your house because it'll stir up certain things. Look at verse number uh, 20, uh, 23, verse number 10, Proverbs 23, 10. Remove not the ancient landmarks. And that's what's happening. Preachers and apostles and leaders, they're taking off the boundaries and they're taking off the, the guards. They're taking off the rails. And now they're going off the chain with what's called lawlessness. And I understand, I went through it. Certain things they taught me growing up were not God. About facial hair, couldn't have facial hair. You had to, you had to stay clean shaven because that's the world. Certain stuff that is crazy. Couldn't have a wedding ring. 
Because the Bible talks about uh, not the couldn't braid your hair, woman couldn't braid their hair. Certain things people misunderstood, and they did it ignorantly. But they did it maybe not meaning what they didn't do it malicely, but it turned into legalism. I understand that thing. I understand that. But you've got to be clear about this. What's taking place now? Now that people are coming out of these deceptions, now they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and they're moving into lawlessness. Look at verse twenty-three, verse ten. Remove not the old landmark, but look at the second part. Enter not the fields of the fatherless. Are you listening to me? That means everyone ministry you shouldn't be going to listen to. Everyone who invites you to preach, you shouldn't go preach there. Do not go into the fields of the, don't go into those churches. Don't go into those platforms, but it's a big door. And there's a lot of people listening. They are fatherless. They don't have order. They don't have, they don't have a character. They don't have purity. They're not walking in covenant with everyone that is out there that has a big name that is moving is not a part of the, the, the heart of the father. Don't go into the field of the fatherless. So this corruption is producing bondage. The, the lack of power, the lack of healing, the lack of miracles, the lack of salvation, the lack of, of the land. Are you hearing me? Romans 8, 21, the Bible says that this bondage of corruption is going to be dealt with. How will it be dealt with? By glory that unlocks freedom through God's sons and daughters of God who will be processed. And that's a developmental process that God will release glory, which is doxa. How do we get glory? Remember, we were in, we were in Matthew chapter 6, the kingdom which is the order, unlocks the dunamis, which is the ability, which unlocks the atmosphere or the environment, which, which is the glory. It creates a culture. And this is not easy to do because we're, we're growing and we're building and we're developing. And we've got to watch, uh, watch and pray and be mindful of those around us. We've got to be very slow to speak and very quick to listen. We've got to be discerning in the last days. We've got to be men and women. That's right, Sister Cassandra. It is called the form of godliness, but denying the power of God. And last two, the last two years revealed it was a 2020 was a year of vision. You say, no, yes, it was. It revealed who's walking in genuine conviction, who was walking in genuine authority. 2020, 2021, and all the way through 2022, it revealed things. And the next waves of things coming to our nation through 2024 is going to reveal even more. But let me encourage you, the Bible is still right. The kingdom of God is still unshakable. The house of God is still a place for miracles and signs and wonders. The sick can be made well. The dead can be raised. The broken can be healed. It's a hospital that we call upon the sick and we call upon the name of the Lord. And is there any sick among you? Call for the elders, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer. But here, see, when there's compromise, there's no boldness. When there's mixture, there's no confidence. So here comes shaking. Here comes pestilence. Here comes global shutdowns and everyone runs. Everyone shuts down churches, 95% plus. And we say, well, uh, you're judging. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to encourage you that when the enemy comes around again to shut down churches, they'll never try it again. The devil is a liar. You want to know why they hate the church? Because the church of Jesus Christ is the only power, according to the Thessalonians, that has the power to stop the son of perdition. So the only power that can stop the Antichrist spirit is the church of Jesus Christ. 
is the people of God that gathered together out of their homes to a public place to make decrees on earth that will be established in heaven. It's the only, it's the only pattern. It is foolishness to man, but it is the power of salvation to those who are being saved. It makes no sense that when we come together at a public place, in a place that is designated the house of God, to make decrees in the earth, God would move in heaven. That is the patterning of God. He gave it to us. Now, you can do things from the house. You can pray at the house. You can have a, a family altar at the house. You can, And we must have that. At times, we, we've done uh, maybe a disservice in not having enough family altar, not building enough in the home. But ecclesia, it's in the name. You leave your home and go to a public place. That's what ecclesia means. And gather publicly in a public forum for legislative decisions in the kingdom of God. It is a governmental term, not a religious term. Ecclesia, which is church, is a government term. And then from that place, we bind and loose and operate in dominion. You're hearing what I'm saying. The scripture tells us because the creature itself will be delivered, will be set free, will be healed. The chains will come off. And so that sound, and there are sounds in the earth. There are frequencies in the earth. There, there, are, there are battles in the earth happening right now. And those battles are not with flesh and blood. I'm just about done. Those battles are with principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. You can read, uh, according to Ephesians 6 verse 12, says we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. So as much as these people have, have crazy issues, uh, as much as these, uh, again, uh, the scripture says, uh, Ephesians 6 verse 12, that we're not wrestling with natural things. We're wrestling with powers and princes and rulers of the world in high places. Those are not all spiritual terms. They are spiritual terms, but they're also governmental terms. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So the battle is not with the atheist. The battle is not with the drug addict. The battle is not with the Satanist. The battle is not with uh, the battle is not with the the, the same same gender uh, that is trying to change America. That's not where the battle is. The battle is not with the abortionist that want to murder more than 60 million and counting now in America. That, that's, not, that's not the battle. For the battle is not with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual beings in high places that were before. That principality unlocks what is called power, which is exousia. I'm going to repeat this. There is a spiritual principality that is releasing exousia. Where do the Masons get their power? How, how is it that, that in most nations of the world, the majority of the people in power or in influence are demonically influenced? And in, in rare places, there are Christians or real believers. How come, and those cities are oppressed, they're bound, they're in such corruption and bondage because it was passed down by a spirit that was from the beginning the word principality is not just a regional devil or an atmospheric devil though they are it is the word arche which means the beginning the first the chief the, the first it is the same word in john 1 1 in the beginning was the word that is the word arche in the principality so before the foundation of the world there were powers and forces 
and spirits from the beginning. And so in order for in order for us to get authority, we've got to go in the spirit and go before the principality. See, authority comes by who was first. There were two that were wrestling in the womb. I'm done. I'm about to pray. Jacob and Esau, they were fighting to get out first because whoever came out first had the authority. Now the Bible says Jesus, this is what the Bible says, Jesus is the head. I'm going to repeat this to you. Jesus is the head of all principality and power. That's what the Bible says, Colossians 2.10. Jesus is the head. So you're wrestling principalities, but here is the issue. Jesus is the head of that principality and power. He is the, we are complete in Christ, which is the head of all principality and what power? I'm going to say that again. Principality and power. Colossians 2 verse 10. He is the head of all principality and the word power is the word exousia. You'll find this over and over that principality unlocks authority. And the men and women in authority are operating in authority from the beginning. And there are generational spirits, Freemason devils, satanic spirits that were over regions for generations. And, and it was passed down from one family to the next. So you're not just fighting something that started 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. You're starting something that was generations in. But I want to prophesy to you, in Christ, you are now one with the head of all principality and power. Verse number 12 says, we're wrestling, Ephesians 6 verse 12, with principalities and powers. I'm going to say this again. We're wrestling with principalities and powers against the rulers. Now, there is the word ruler, which is cosmocrate. That means the Lord of the world, the prince of this age, devils and demons that are ruling the cosmos. So these rulers of the world, these, these satanic influencers, these satanic lawmakers, these satanic video makers, these satanic demons, and they're not people, they're influencing people. These are spirits in high places. These are, this is a spiritual term again, the ruler, but the rulers of darkness, scutos of this world, which is the word eon. So there is the cosmos, and then there is the eon. They are both the world worlds. Cosmos, the arrangements of the uh, the, 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 the universe and the worlds, the word eon is ages. And so what's ruling the cosmos will affect an age. All right, I'm, I'm, listen to me, hear me. They had something called the ice age. They had something called the stone age. They had something called the age of information. They had something called the age of technology. They had something called the industrial age. What is an age? It is a dispensation of time that is marked by a prevailing revelation. That revelation governs an age. So right now we're in the information age. We're in the age of technology. But the next revelation will govern the next age. And right now the principalities and powers are giving demonic leadership authority through revelations that are demonically inspired. And in order to rule an age, the kingdom age, the ecclesian age, the church must stand up, get wisdom from before, and now what was behind us is subject. So that principality is still fueling governments in powers. It's fueling what's happening in Sacramento. 
That principality is still fueling what's happening in Washington, D.C. That principality is still fueling what's happening in the government of South Africa. That principality is still fueling what is happening in the U.K., in London. There's a force that was before. And in order for you to bring that power under subjection, you must go in Christ and get before. Above is not on top. It is actually before. Jesus put it this way before Abraham was, I am. Ephesians 6, 12, you're wrestling with powers and rulers that do not want you to get a revelation that will change your generation. That's all it is. Every knee will bow. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, spirits from before that release authority, earthly and governing authorities under the influence of demonic powers that make it illegal to read the Bible, illegal to say the name of Jesus. It would never be illegal to read the Bible. The devil is a liar. Look at China. The Bible is illegal in China. The communist spirit, the antichrist agenda, and who is China partnering with? Nations of the world, because they are being creative. They are making creative, creative uh, systems. And they're building and they're gathering debt in the nations so that now they are trying to make us a one world government against God. That's the Bible. Are you? I'm not against China or Chinese. There's a spirit there that we're contending with that says no Bibles in China. No, no churches, churches underground. If you're caught with a Bible, you get three years in prison. You're caught going to Bible study, you get three years in prison. You're caught in a service. If you're a citizen of China, they lock you up for three years for going to church. Doesn't this sound familiar? That's what that spirit wants. Don't you understand there is a power in the earth that wants to take your right as a believer, as a man or woman of God, to worship, to pray, to use your word, to speak in tongue, to even say the very name of Jesus? You can say Buddha. You can say Muhammad. You can say Scientology. You can say anything you want. You can say you're a giraffe. You can say you identify with an eagle. You can say anything you want. They're even now starting to say that that pedophilia, which is the, the molestation of children is, is, is you're born that way. They're trying to get this craziness out to see if we'll buy this junk. Are you hearing me? But don't say Jesus. Don't say there's one way, truth, and there's one life. And that's the power of the blood. Why? Because there's one force that is holding that demon at bay. And there's one power that's keeping the world from going and destroying itself. And there being a one world order before the time. And that is the power of the blood of Jesus on the church of Jesus Christ that lifts their hands and will not bow their knee to this spirit of compromise that when they smell this mixture that when they taste this mixture too, 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 you sense this thing you come out from this thing you pray for everybody but if you're, they're not under your authority that's not your responsibility you pray for those people that are going astray but you don't applaud you don't buy music from people that are perverted that are living immoral lives that are living watered down. You know, you keep, you, you support the kingdom of God. Are you hearing? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age. Here is what the last verse says. Against spiritual wickedness. Where? In high places. That word is epuranos, which is the heavenly realms. Now, this realm is subject to the most high realm. And the only people that can do this is by going to, according to, to, uh, to Psalms 91 verse 1, you've got to go to the secret place of the Most High. 
that place is higher in the spirit than any realm the enemy is in. And from that place, you make decrees. And from that place, you make proclamations. And from that place, you make sounds. There was a sound that we cry, Abba, Father. That's Romans, Romans 8, 21. Romans 8, verse 15 says there's a spirit of adoption. We of the seer. It does not mean, it doesn't mean it's a legal thing only. It is. It is a spirit that grafts you into the identity of God to where you take on the character, the nature, the attitude, the concepts, the belief systems, to where you rule and govern your mind and your emotions and your body by the word of God, to where now you become, the goal is to become just like Christ. That is my goal before I die, that there's nothing in me that's not like him. Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross and he said, the wicked one comes and has nothing in me. He's coming, but he don't have any fruit in me. He don't have any hooks in me. He don't have any, any residue in me. And that's the goal that we would be conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 8.29 says, whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he would be the firstborn among many. That is your goal, sir, not to just be peaceful like him. It is good and quiet like him. That is good and humble like him. That is right and gentle like him, that is right, but to have authority like him, but to raise the dead like him, but to heal the sick like him, but to do what he did in greater. For whom he did foreknow, he, he predestined. God knew you before, and he destined you before to be conformed, to take on the, rep, the exact replica of sonship and daughtership with God. That you look just like him, that you sound just like him, that you walk just like him, that you talk just like him, that everything in your attitude is just like Christ, that everything in you that's not like him, you put to death. You, you mortify the deeds of the flesh. You bring your body into subjection under the obedience of the word of God, that your mind and your emotions and your will and your attitude is subject to the word, that everything in you is obedient to Christ. And now the Bible says he is the firstborn among many. He's not the only son. He's the only begotten from the womb. He's the only begotten from, but he will bring many sons unto salvation. There will be a generation that walk like him and talk like him and live by him. I'm done. I'm out of time. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but the rulers of this world that are in high places, Romans 8.21 says that the creature itself, actually go to Romans 8.15, we were reading there that spirit of adoption releases a sound. It releases a cry. The word cry is not weep. It is a war cry. It is a militant cry. It is a sound of authority. It's called the voice of triumph. The voice of triumph is a frequency you can make with your sound that indicates angels move on your behalf. That indicates demons leave your territory. That indicates demonic See, there is a sound God is trying to get you to make. There was a frequency God is trying to show you how to hear as a son, then replicate and duplicate and then echo that sound in the earth that when you make that sound, the thing has to let go. The devil has to bow. The power has to yield. The spirit has to, it's called the cry to Abba Father. It unlocks our inheritance. It unlocks our glory realm. It unlocks what, we, what we're supposed to walk. It is a sound you make. It is a frequency you carry. It is a voice that comes out of you that causes the, the world around you to be subject to the God you serve, that devils flee and demons run and spirits power. It is a sound. It is a voice within the voice. It is a voice within the voice. Again, it is a voice within the voice. It is a sound within the sound. It is a, it is a frequency that we release. I'm going to pray for you. If you're listening to me, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to realize you've been called 
You've been chosen and you've been ordained by the Spirit to walk in authority, to walk in dominion. If you're listening to me, Romans 8.21 says that the creation itself, the created beings, the created realms, the created atmospheres will be delivered, will be set free from the bondage, the slavery of corruption. That's what we saw Sunday night. We saw, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Don't, don't be so flabbergasted. Pray for the people. Don't hate the people. Don't hate these ministers that are taking compromise. Don't just, but don't support them. Don't put their music on and drink from that cup. It says, how can we drink the cup of idols and demons and sit at the table of the Lord? You cannot, sir. You cannot sit at the table of demons and then sit at the table of the Lord. Are you listening to me? I'm going to say this again. The Bible says we cannot sit at the, tip, the table of demons and the table of the Lord. We've got to choose. First, let me read this to you. 1 Corinthians 10, 21. That's too, that's, too, that's too hard, Apostle. No, 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 sir. No, 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 ma'am. There is a measure. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do not provoke the Lord to jealousy. Are we not? Are, are we stronger than he? I'm going to read this again. Verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of devils and the cup of the Lord. You cannot do both. You cannot sit at the Lord's table and the table of devils. You cannot do that. You listening to me. You cannot do that. You've got to choose. Make a decision. And God will open a door for you. God will leave. Now pray for them. Yes. But you cannot drink that cup. You cannot put that thing in your ear. You cannot watch those things and expect it not to touch us and infect us. I'm done. If you're listening, i got to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray over your people right now that the grace of your spirit would settle on every hearer today that wherever they are, that whatever they're doing, whatever they're in, involved in, the hand of God would be over us to know the way and the will of the King, that you would keep us and protect us, that you would guide and you would direct us, that nothing would be impossible to them that believe. So I pray according to your word that miracles would come, that signs would come, that wonders would come. I pray right now specifically for mighty men and women of God, worshipers, singers, and, and, and pastors, and worship teams. I pray those that have took in the bribe and took in the compromise and that have sat at the table of the Lord, I pray you bring them to repentance. I literally pray for them and you bring them back home to holiness and purity. That we get away from these compromises and these mixtures and we come back to the kingdom of God. We come back to the kingdom of God that there are convictions that we have that there are standards we walk by. There are landmarks that were given to us and we don't throw everything out our fathers gave us and we don't get rid of everything that we, don't, that we may not like, but we take it to the word of God. I pray now according to your word over the people of God under the sound of my voice that you keep us, Lord, from the evil that is in the world and you make us men and women of authority, but also men and women of power. Because in order to walk in ability, we've got to walk under authority. Help us not to hate authority. Help us not to despise authority. But help us to realize 
that your grace is about empowering us so we can change the world. We seal this according to your word and according to your power. In Jesus' mighty name, if you agree, somebody say amen and amen. So I'm so glad you were with us today. We thank the Lord for all of our YouTube family, all of our Facebook family. Please, please share, uh, like the broadcast. If you were blessed by the word, go ahead and do that. Work of the evangelist, share the broadcast. Those watching on our CPN network or listening to us on our, our Charisma Podcast Network, God bless you. I pray that you were blessed by that broadcast. If you enjoyed the, the podcast, share that broadcast. Let somebody know that it, it ministered to you. And we're praying that God's wisdom and glory would touch you. And we're looking forward to God's mighty power. We thank you again for the word of the Lord that blessed us. And we're grateful for what he's done. And we're expecting mighty things. We can't wait to hear, hear from you and speak to you again next week. God bless you. Amen. So we're grateful for that. We're so thankful that uh, all of you are with us. We want to invite uh, again before we are dismissed, we will be. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.